0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, well, hey, before we get into Colossians for today, I have a little quick announcement for you. If you are listening to this in real time, so as these episodes are coming out, we're going to be changing things up starting next week. So it's November 14th when this episode drops. And next week, we're going to begin entering into the season of Advent. Advent is the time of year where Christians focus on the coming of Christ. We try to line up our desires and longings for Christ. And traditionally, the Advent season is the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. And so our church, Providence, has put together an Advent guide or devotional study to help people observe and celebrate the season of Advent well. Now, I should say, if you're listening to this, as these come out and you want to walk through this season of Advent with us, you can actually grab a digital copy of that guide on our website, providenceomaha.org. So if you want that, you can get that starting next week. And part of the guide is that there are going to be three devotionals for you to engage with during the week, okay? They're like little articles and a reflection question to help you long for Christ, okay? Now, all of that was to say this, starting next week, I am going to be hitting pause on Colossians and doing each episode for the next five weeks on the passage and main idea from that advent guide okay so there's three short articles on a particular topic or passage in the guide i'm going to take these episodes and simply expand on that idea so my hope is that it will help you observe the season of advent well and prepare your heart for christmas so if you're a regular listener we're going to hit pause starting next week We're going to take five weeks leading up to Christmas to do these Advent episodes on various passages, and then after Christmas, the plan is to jump back into Colossians. All right, so early next year, hopefully, we will wrap up the book of Colossians. So next Monday, we're going to be looking at Isaiah 40 and starting to prep our hearts in Advent, but that's next week. All right, so thanks for letting me take a couple minutes. That's just to give you a heads up of where we're going, but this week, we've got three more episodes all on Colossians 3 verse 15. So we're going to thoroughly look at this verse and then we'll hit pause. But for today, let me read the verse. And with our remaining time we have, we're just going to address one main question from Colossians three fifteen. So here it is. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful. All right, from that verse, one question I want us to ponder together. What is the peace of Christ? Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. If you've read through your Bible much, that phrase might sound familiar to you. Even if not, the idea of peace is probably a desirable concept. Even if you would say it's a fleeting or hard thing to grasp, I'm sure we desire it. I think there is an ever increasing lack of peace. You know, as many, maybe you included, are barely surviving in the world of anxiety, depression, conflict, inner turmoil, emotional instability, the chaos of life. All those things I just mentioned probably seem far more near to you than deep satisfying, all-encompassing, sustaining peace. But the Bible teaches that in the midst of all those things, the chaos, anxiety, depression, turmoil, there is a peace that is offered you. And it may feel far from you sometimes, but the Bible says it is available to you. It is what Paul calls the peace of Christ. In John's gospel, Jesus himself says, my peace I give to you. Acts 10 says that the gospel is good news of peace that is for you. In Romans, it says that the God of peace draws near to us. First Corinthians, it says that God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. Philippians says that the peace of Christ can guard our hearts and our minds. And many of Paul's letters, Colossians included, say at the beginning, grace and peace to you from God. And that's just a few of the 80-some verses in the New Testament that speak of having peace. So what I want to do in this episode is try to gain a little bit of an understanding of what Paul means in this verse when he says the peace of Christ. I only have a couple minutes left, so we can't plunge too deep into this, although the next two episodes are also going to be talking about peace as well. So just for today, let me give you the baseline foundation. When we look at the word peace, we are talking about a sense of harmony or unity with something or someone. To be at peace is for there to be no fracture or division, but a unified state of harmony. If two people have conflict in a relationship, but then deal with it well and resolve it, their relationship is now at peace. It is reunified in a state of harmony. So if that's the case, then I think we should ask, what is the unity or harmony that Christ offers? Well, first and foremost, I think when the Bible talks about the peace that Christ offers you, it is talking about how he offers peace with God. Here's Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Your sin caused a division in your relationship with God and Christ has come to offer peace with God again. A restoring, unifying work in your relationship with God. And I do think that the primary peace of Christ is that. That is at the core, the answer. What is the peace of Christ? It is uniting you back to God. Now that is the right answer, but instead of stopping at kind of a shallow level at that, I want you to just think about what that truly means. Consider this. God is the author and sustainer of all life. To be with God is to have life. To be fractured or distant from God is to experience death. It lacks life. So Jesus making you right with God is not merely a severed relationship between two beings now being restored, which it absolutely is that, but it's not only that. It puts you back in harmony with life itself. Think about that. Life is not found outside of God, and in your sin, you cannot have a peace-filled, harmonious life. So when you become right with God, it is as if all of life shifts into harmony because you are united with the life giver and the life sustainer. That's what happens when you have peace with God. Your life shifts. Christ offers a unified, shalom, harmonious connection with life itself in God. The peace of Christ is the union with God which offers rest and harmony in all of life. Now again, I know that's a big concept, and I know we're going to talk more about that in the next few episodes. If that's a little fuzzy, just keep tracking. But to help give a little clarity, let me offer a quick illustration just about this idea of peace with Christ and how that brings unity and harmony to life itself. Earlier this year, my family spent some time in Colorado. We got two little boys that love the mountains and love the idea of hikes. Okay, so one day we go out to this spot to hike, or as close to hiking as you can get with little kids. But the spot we found, it was not a main trail or space. It was this beautiful space, but the trails we found were a little hard to follow. So we started on the main trail, and every few feet, it kind of looked like there were these what seemed like trails splitting off of the main one. And if you've hiked or done trails in the mountains at all, you know that good trails are super helpful. It's a clear path. There's not usually a ton of obstacles. You're not really lost on where you should go or where your next step is. It's pretty marked out. Well, as we were going, we took one of these paths that we thought were part of the trail. Now, it didn't look quite as wide or nice as the main trail, but it looked like a possible trail. So we started walking on it. And pretty soon, the little walkway that we thought was a trail was not a trail. Anything resembling a helpful path was gone pretty quickly. But, you know, we kind of stubbornly kept going for a while until we ended up being in the middle of this really tall brush, trees everywhere that were kind of trying to dodge and not, you know, get poked by all the branches. And essentially, we realized pretty quickly we're a little bit lost with no clear back to the actual trail. We became in the middle of a mess. That is what I think it's like when we are separated from God, when we have a fractured relationship with life in general. It feels as if we have wandered off this clear path. We are now in a bit of a mess, dodging obstacles, fumbling around, trying to find clarity in life. And what Christ offers in bringing us back to God is picking us up out of the mess and chaos and anxiety of our lostness and placing us back on the clear, wide, obvious, helpful trail. He reorients us back to how life is to be lived. He offers life to its full. He gives harmony to all our components of life. And this is all found with us being in Christ. Our union with Christ offers The peace of Christ, which allows us to be at peace both with God and life itself. We're back on this clear path where we know where to move and where we know where we are going. That is what it means for the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts. Now, what that means practically for us as a people, well, that's next episode. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and in peace.